Welcome back to the Otson Audible's podcast, uh, emergency edition, uh, breaking news, Matt Prame, Eric Scopel, Jared Mack on the podcast. Uh, the Oregon Ducks, look, we, we, we talked about this a couple weeks ago on the mailbag. When was Oregon going to start getting verbal commitments? And we kind of said, well, let's wait around the spring game. Things should, should start to happen right around there. And, well, here we go. Uh, it's a big one, too. Jerrion Dickey, four-star receiver from East Palo Alto, California, Valley Christian High School, six-foot-two receiver, uh, top 60 player in the country by 24-7 sports. He announced his verbal commitment uh, on CBS Sports HQ, uh, Oregon, Penn State, UCLA, USC, and Washington um, were his favorites uh, and schools under consideration uh, when he made his decision on TV. Um, plain and simple, guys, uh, this is a massive verbal commitment for the Ducks, a big get for Dan Lanning, Kenny Dillingham, and someone that for a while we've loved his game for a couple years now. Yeah, was yeah. This last SNL, he was somebody that like really stood out, and I know we were all kind of like, that would be, that's a guy. And just from a physical stature perspective, big, broad shoulders, athletic, kind of in the if you want to use an Oregon comparison, like a Josh Huff mold, but a little taller. If you want to use like an NFL comparison, like an Anquan Bolden body type, um, similar to a guy Oregon had verbally committed who didn't end up signing a couple years ago. Keon Warhudson, younger brother, Chiron Warhudson, just in terms of thick upper body, you know, thick lower body, just a broad kind of guy who's going to go up and get the ball and going to fight for the football. And, and if you get him in space, you might try to run you over. Um, I, I think Dickie's is a, is a big one for me. I, I was excited a couple of days ago when we kind of heard this was coming down the pipe of like, this is a this is a receiver that I don't know exactly when his time to shine arrives because Oregon's pretty loaded with younger guys on the roster right now. When you know when he arrives in twenty three, those guys will all still be here hypothetically. I know the portal's obviously going to play a role, maybe, but like they'll, they'll all have eligibility. But I, mm -hmm. I think it's someone who could have somewhat immediate impact and to go into Los Angeles for this recruiting staff. Um, I know Junior Adams is. I think that hire is is kind of continuing to prove to be the right one in terms of the recruiting here with both Casper now and, and two of these big time wide receivers on the West coast, keeping them out here. Um, but I, th this is impressive. And I think you can kind of get a feel now for, there were some concerns about the offensive recruiting considering, okay, Kenny, Kenny Dillingham isn't really a known commodity out West right now, or at least that was kind of the sense. And Dan Lanning is not an offensive coach is what's the negative recruiting. Like this doesn't sure all of that up. Once you get a quarterback in the fold, I think that plays a role into kind of solidifying some things. But these last couple of weeks here with big-time wide receivers from the West Coast, um, bringing them in, I think just speaks, speaks to kind of where the program is at and, and headed offensively. The run on talented wide receivers for Oregon continues. So, you know, Kyle Casper reclassifies to 22, so he doesn't get to join Jerry on Dickey in 23, but – um, I'm super excited by this commitment. This is a player who, ever since the SNL on, in 2021, um, been very high on him. Uh, I think I compared him to Dante Thornton after SNL, not as a player, but in the, in the same magnoscope as in 2020 in 2019. Excuse me, Dante Thornton came into SNL and kind of dominated 
he was clearly the best player there or the best wide receiver there. Um, he had these orange cleats, I remember it. And he was just someone where you're like, wow, that's if that's a player, if Oregon can get down the line, who can make an impact? And well, Dante Thornton's now here. He has the chance to make an impact this upcoming season. Um, Jurion was the same player at SNL. He was just the most impactful wide receiver. Uh, I think then he was listed as an athlete where he could play safety or something like that. I think wide receiver is the best fit for him. I think 24-7 sports agrees, you know, as he's a top 60 player in the country, another ranking similar to Dante Thornton. Um, I just think this is a really good pickup for Oregon. Um, Junior Adams, who has been not known as an, an excellent recruiter, has already done a, a tremendous job so far. Um, I think this won't be the you know, only couple wide receivers to come to Oregon. I, I do think that the spring game for, for Oregon and their offense and their wide receiver core did exactly what it needed to do on the recruiting end of the trail, where it showed that, hey, if you come here, it's not going to be like last time where maybe you don't get used at all. This is going to be an offense that uses its wide receivers. And um, Dickey has been a huge Oregon target for the last couple of years under Mario Cristobal and now with Dan Lanning and company. So it's good to see that the brand and his recognition of the program still remains the same, even after a transition. We, sh- we should note, um, Jared brought up a good point of Junior Adams, the receivers coach. Uh, in about a two-week span, he has landed two of the three highest players he's landed verbal commitments from in his time in college coaching. First was Kyler Casper, who we Jared mentioned he will – be at Oregon for 2022, and now Dickey. Um, his all-time high is Jalen McMillan, a receiver currently at UW. Um, but it's quickly the, – the narrative with Junior Adams will quickly change um, when he's at Oregon because it's evident in the last three months, you know, he added injustice low into that factor, and three of the six highest-rated recruits he's ever signed – um, are either on roster at Oregon this, this season or will be here next year uh, with in consideration to Dickey. But um, back to Dickey, uh, this is going to be one of the highest-rated receivers, too, to ever commit to the Oregon Duck football program. Um, I think he's ninth in program history among receivers. He's 10th when you factor in tight ends into that mix as well as pass catchers, um, just a pretty substantial get for the Oregon Ducks. And if we're looking at the class ranking now, still not a top 25 class, getting close. Um, Oregon, again, just doesn't have the numbers. Like if Kyler Casper is involved here, if you were to add him, yeah, they'd be, I, I don't know, I just did the numbers, like about top 20. Um, obviously that doesn't matter because he's 22, so he's no longer a 2023 recruit. Um the class is starting to take a little shape. I think I'm excited by all three guys that are currently in this class. Um, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see what other fallout there is in a positive way from the spring game, because we talked about going into the spring game. I think that was one of the kind of conversation points was, okay, what's, what's a success? Is it two commitments? Is it three commitments? I know Oregon didn't land a single commitment day of, or in the, you know, the, the next, honestly, about a week. But this is a spring game commitment for me. This is a guy who was on the fence about where he was at. He went and checked out Oregon's mm-hmm. spring game. 
he came away so impressed that he decided to announce a commitment. Um, will there be other players in the coming weeks? We should note Matt will be on vacation for this, so we'll probably have three or four more emergency commitment podcasts coming up. That's kind of a joke, but who knows? Kind of not because Matt Matt has an incredible ability to time his vacation around <laughs> commitments for football players. One of his yeah, there's <laughs> tends to break when I go on vacation. One of your greatest skills. Uh, so I. Uh, I think you see the class taking shape, and I, I guess I, I would say, like, I wouldn't be stunned if there are a little, there's a little bit more kind of coming down the pike. I'm not necessarily hinting or you know guaranteeing you're going to see three or four. I think that's a, that's a joke. That was a big number. Don't don't jump with that and like hold me to it. But like, if there's a little bit more success in the month of May, I would not be surprised at all in terms of recruiting. Even though I know we're heading into a period of time where. Uh, the kids are in off-season mode and a little bit of a – it's not a dead period, but it's a, it's a quiet period. No, I wouldn't be surprised either. I, I agree with you, Eric, and this is like a spring game commitment. Um, I think that's – I think the spring game, again, like I said earlier, is, was hugely important, especially for offensive players. Because, you know, as a defensive recruit, you know what you're going to get with Lanning and Luke Boy. Um, I think that's more about uh, personal connections to, the to like, your position coach as a defensive player. But – for Dillingham and Oregon and in their offense, um, I think it was important that they show that they're going to, you know, pass the ball deep. They're going to use. They're going to get everybody involved. Um, it's not going to be what it was from a year ago, um, which I'm sure kind of dismayed people a little bit. You know, I can't 100% say that for a fact, but it, I would be surprised if it didn't, frankly. So this with with the spring game and and I know May, like Eric said, it's kind of a you know, bland month, but you know, there's there's a good chance for for anything to happen, and, and Matt going on vacation that has to be the biggest factor in all of this <laughs> in terms of who who comes and goes as a recruit. Um, it could be a week of 17 commitments because Matt's <laughs> gone. So everybody just just stay stay attention, stay paying attention, and um, I'm sure we'll figure something out with all those commitments. The class will be full by the time you come back, Matt. Right, Sweet. exactly. <laughs> no more recruiting. That'd be that'd be uh, interesting. That would that would certainly be a, an exciting week of <laughs> verbal commitments. Um, nonetheless, now like let's close it up. Let's close shop with this question here. Um, Oregon's got Dickey in the fold. Um, they probably need at least one more receiver, right? Um, there's not. There's only one senior on roster. That's Chase Coda. Um, but Crocker is it's so hard to remember this. He's like a reg, he's like a fifth year junior. Yeah, I was gonna say he's a fifth yeah. year junior. Um Crocker is a fifth year junior, so like it wouldn't surprise me if he decides, hey, I'm gonna grad transfer somewhere else or you know, what have you. But he also could be back, but you have to plan for that too. Um I, I believe Delgado is a third-year sophomore. Um, Hudson is a third-year sophomore, I believe. Um, so there's going to be some guys on this roster that theoretically could potentially graduate this time next season, and that could open the door for them to, to transfer or maybe to go pro. Um, there'll be some draft-eligible guys on this team. How do we view this room? Like one more, two more? Three more? Like, what, what should they look look be looking for from a numbers perspective? 
yeah, obviously, I think the hard part here is we we don't know what the future holds with the portal because yep. um, that certainly impacts every room. Like the running back room felt pretty full not that long ago, we thought, right? And then Verdell went pro, CJ, you know, Travis Dye transferred, Trey Benson transferred, and then suddenly it was, wow, we don't have a lot of running backs. So at the current moment, with the numbers we do know, and if we're just going to assume everyone's back besides Coda, which I think is kind of how we should operate. Yes. Um, Oregon goes would be in 2023 operating with, I think, 11 um, with Dickey's commitment, is my, is my if you include Casper. Um, so I, I think that's not a terrible number, but to me, I'd like to operate with 12, maybe 13. So I think adding another, maybe two, would make some sense here. And again, it, I wouldn't be surprised at all if by the time we get to February of the next next year and the next signing period, there's been two or three transfers. You might look up and say, oh, okay, well, actually they're taking four. Um, yeah. I, I think two to three makes sense. And I think that's really kind of the baseline number any year where there's not a bunch of recruiting turnover is you want to continue to bring receiving talent into the fold. Because remember in 2022, up until Kyler Casper's commitment, um, Justice Lowe was the only new addition. It, it, as a prep recruit, I know Chase came in, but like it felt like a small class with Casper in. Two's a good number, I think, um, every year, unless there's a bunch of recruiting turnover or a bunch of roster turnover, which, as we said, kind of on kind of a TBD deal there. I think two would be ideal in a really ideal world. I would say two and then add somebody through the portal and get somebody who can has experience and could like kind of like a chase coda where they could jump in and play at any given moment as long as they know the playbook um i think that would be a really ideal world but like eric was mentioning the transfer portal destination or decision we'll find out eventually but as of now you know 11 isn't a bad number to be with um but with the addition of, of dickie and and potentially two more people i think 13 14 is is ideal for me um but you know then again you kind of have a, a situation where similar to last year where there's a lot of guys who aren't getting playing time or no, are a little dismayed so uh, it's a it's a tough situation to, to figure out especially when you're bringing in a lot of high profile recruits like Jurion dickey or like thornton and franklin the years before so but for this 2023 class i think adding two more receivers to that room would be uh, an ideal number i think that would give them some room for anything any type of situation that happens involving a transfer portal or, or players just deciding not to return um yeah, i think really honestly for this next class landing just needs flexibility yep. in terms of what exactly he wants to make the roster out of it um if they do sign two guys like jared said um two names to watch DeAndre Moore Jr. from Los Alamitos, California. It's got a top four um, that includes Oregon in it, along with Louisville, Texas, USC. Um, Kenny Dillingham, when he was at Florida State, recruited him really hard. Um, he's supposed to be back here this summer. Um, he's going to take an official visit to Louisville in June and then make some kind of decision <clears throat> before his senior year starts. So that would be one, one person to watch. Um, and now maybe maybe Dickey took the spot. Maybe it impacts things here a little bit with this guy, but Rashid Williams, um, a receiver from Pittsburgh, California, 
Um, he is high school teammates with one of Oregon's top quarterback targets, Jaden Rashada. Um, it would make a lot of sense for them to both go to the same school. Um, we'll, we'll see uh, what happens there. He was recently at Oregon for an unofficial visit before the spring game, another four-star recruit, but very similar body type, very similar game um, to Zicky. Maybe, maybe that impacts things. Maybe it doesn't. But I think those are two names just to, to kind of keep your eye on for the receiver. There's other names, certainly. Um, other names could, could pop up as well. But uh, it feels like Oregon's in a good spot for a couple other four-star guys that are highly regarded. All right. It's going to do it for us here on this emergency edition of the Odds and Audibles podcast. Thank you for listening to the show. Until the next one, the next verbal commitment, which, according to Jared, we could be seeing four more today. Uh, Mm -hmm. Tune in for the uh, Odds and Audibles podcast. Until then, thanks for listening. Talk to you later, folks. Peace.